Yo, what's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Conscious Man Podcast. I am your host, Scott Pagliaccio, and we are live from the crib, hanging out with my man, Dez. Sheesh! Sheesh. He said, sheesh! We are live at the crib. Want to welcome you back. We want to thank you if you're uh, joining us for the first time. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about relationships, what it's like to be a 19-year-old man and a 51-year-old man out there in the world dating. And uh, Des, why don't you start by letting the listener know a little bit about yourself, man. Give him like a one-minute a one minute bio. Man, I'm black. I feel like you got to put that in there. Yeah. So uh, I, um, I kind of grew up in the DFW, and I, I guess I would say I'm pretty good with, good with the girls, okay. good with my words, good with uh, business. I feel like I'm blessed in a lot of categories. Um, I've been through some shit when I was younger. I got a great family, great mother. So uh, it's, it's kind of my battery. It's kind of what's pushing me, honestly. Mm. What about growth and development, man? Are you into that sort of work? Hell yeah, man. <laughs> tell, uh, tell the listener a little bit about that because uh, some of them might not know what that means. What What do you mean growing and developing yourself yeah so like I, I feel like my eyes were open when I uh, when I tore my ACL I like to say that that I was living in a world with with foggy goggles mm, and okay. I feel like my room was hella dirty my room being my life um, I tore my ACL and I met this guy and he, and he kind of like he had on clear goggles and I could see it just the way that he interacted with people, the way that he lived, everything that he was about. He was just flamboyant and and energized and there and, and present in each and every conversation. Mm. And I was like, yo, what the fuck? What's, what's, what's up with that? I was just a quarterback. I just played football. That's all I cared about. Okay. So when I tore my ACL, it, it pulled me back and it allowed me to realize that that I was selfish that there were people around me that, that needed help and that my room was hella dirty, but I didn't know because my goggles were foggy. Okay. So you were just on this linear path of focusing on you and football exactly. and kind of fuck everybody else exactly. and everything else. And then once you got injured, that kind of opened your yeah. eyes to there's a whole nother... There's big, another realm. Yeah. It was, it was as if, like, day by day, the goggles got cleaner. Um... I, I got closer to God. I started meditating, doing yoga. Um, people in my life I started paying more attention to. I started getting deeper with. Um, Who was the dude? that? The guy's of, name is Ernie Kruger. Right on. Big ups to Ernie. Yeah. Ernie's, Big ups, Ernie. Ernie's a dope guy. So so a mentor. Yeah. So, so Ernie kind of took me through everything, kind of taught me about... Like, I went to church and stuff like that, but he... He helped me go deeper in finding the true meaning. Mm. And literally that night, he took me to the church and he's like, champ, I want you to tell him your testimony. Oh, wow. And I'm like, no. And there's like, there's like a hundred people there maybe. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, tell him your testimony. It's the youth night. I'm like, nah. So to get up in front of everybody? Everybody. Okay. Everybody. So he gives me the mic and I get up there and I'm like, I I, I can't get the words out. Like I literally, it's one of those moments where you feel embarrassed for the person speaking Mm. or singing or whatever. You've been in one of those moments. Oh, I have. And and so I was like, well, shit, that's never going to happen again. So I started going to FCA every day. I started speaking. FCA? FCA. What's that? Uh, Fellow Christian Athlete. Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Okay. And so I started going to that every day. I started speaking, giving messages. Um, 
Ernie was taking me to all the leaders meetings, stuff like that. So I was growing in that category. And then the next year, I started leading a group at my school. 50 kids would come every Friday. I, wow. would, I would lead sermons. And through me failing on stage that first time with my testimony, yeah. it allowed me to realize that I truly had a gift when I was going to FCA. And I'm not sure if the gift was speaking or the gift was hard work because <laughs> God's blessed me with one of those things. But, but I figured that out and I started I started leading those groups. Kids were getting saved, stuff like that. Awesome. And and then from there, it after that my senior year, I met these kids. Uh, the end of my year, I met these kids, and um, and they uh, they they loved God, but they loved them a different kind of way. I thought it was legalistic the way that it you was had. what legalistic. Okay. Meaning that there's a set of rules. You have to do it this way. You have to do it this way. Ah, okay. And. And it wasn't like they showed me that they showed me that Christianity was more of a walk and a progression and a relationship mm. than a rule book that you needed to follow. And they showed me how to love and they opened me up and, and my mind got opened and I started hiking and I started rock climbing and I started oh. playing the ukulele. And then on my way to college, that's when I got deep and, and each and every morning I'd wake up and meditate. I would do yoga I would. I started writing. I got into Gary V. Yeah. Um, I lived on my own for for that. So you life. were taking a journey inward, man, yeah. into the into the depths of your soul. Exactly. Man. Exactly. Yeah. I got into Gary V. Um, at the perfect moment, at the end of my uh, senior year, when I was out of the house. Yeah. And uh, I had to. So we had these things called farmer cards, and I was always pretty good with my words. What is it? Farmer cards. They were basically like fundraiser things that okay. we, would, we would do for uh, for the football team. And I talked the Booster Club president into giving me 40 of those. And we sold them for $20 each. So mm. that's an $800 value. So I was living on my own. I was in my car. I was living in my car for two weeks. Yeah. Um, and and so I sold those things. And if a person said, no, we didn't have, they didn't have the 20, then I'd say, well, look, we can take some, some percentage off and I'll give it to you for 15 or 10. I'm making a profit either way because right. we're done with the fundraising. I'm just making money now. So wait a minute, you're so you're sell, the fundraisers over. You have yeah. these tickets still. Yeah. And you're selling them to people. Okay. So the oh, it, it was still going to raise money no, no it was going because so look the fundraiser was over we were done raising money this is like months after okay. but the, the, we still had extra cards and on each card they gave you discounts to like food places oh okay okay so this was a fundraiser for me like i'm living in my car i had to figure out a way to make money like yeah so i do this and then i see that there's a liquidation sale go across the street Put twenty dollars in. Everything's like 90, 80, 70% off. Put twenty dollars in. What kind of store was it? It was Albertsons. Okay. So everything's off. I get all the candy that I can get with that twenty. Then I go to school the next day. I sell everything. I make a hundred off of that. Hundred dollars off of that. So off of a twenty dollar well, investment. I made, I made eighty dollars off of the investment. Right. A hundred in total. And so I was like, okay, fuck. Well, let me sell all these farmer cars. Let me do this. And then I started making money that way. Kids are like, ah, oh, I get a job, like da 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 da. But yo, I, I have like nine hundred dollars. Like, yeah, that's the entrepreneurial yeah, spirit, yeah. man. Like flipping, you know, get a exactly. job and what, make three bucks an hour or exactly. whatever minimum wages. And then so 
so then I took that money and I bought an online course and figured out how to make websites. And then I uh, started making websites and then I split an apartment with my cousin. She was already living there. I went in and paid like half rent. Yeah. Um, and so I did that for a while. People, people didn't know this though. I was still coming to school. The clothes that I would get, I would get from thrift shops. I was big into thrifting, yeah. but I was super stylish so I could put outfits together and make it look like more than it really was. Sure. Um, and then, uh, so I would do that. I go to school. I keep the smile on my face. I was still doing the club. But you're still you're living in your car. Yeah, living you're in hustling. My car. You're making money. Exactly. But not not letting anybody in on what what's no, really going. Nobody on. knew. My you. best friend didn't even know. Right. Best friend didn't even know. Um, and at the same time, I'm meeting those people, those kids, the people uh-huh. who taught me how to love. And, and where did you meet them? I met him at a conference. I went to the conference. I knew three people there. Okay. And and then I was praying over one of the guys during worship. And and then he's like, yo, I want you to meet my friends. And I'm like, okay, cool. That's just dope. And then I meet the friends. And I guess I was cool. And they liked me. And then the guy's like, yo, you want to come to my crib tonight? And there's like 10 girls. There's six of us guys. Mm-hmm. We're over there. And we stay. We get there at midnight. And we're just talking and vibing with each other until 8 a.m. Wow. Praying and everything, yeah, and just worshiping every single thing until 8 a.m. I go to their church the next morning. I meet their pastor, yada yada. I happen to get on stage my first day at their church, and I'm giving a message over what happened at the camp. And the pastor's like, "Yo, you have a gift, like the way that you speak, da da da. Like your confidence up there is crazy. Like that's." That's impeccable. Yeah, most people are super afraid of uh, public speaking. Like, that's one of the biggest fears. Oh, I, I think it's number one. Yeah. I think it's number one. But you were up there just ripping it up. Yeah, and, yeah. but it all happened because I screwed up and was terrible my first time with right. my testimony. And so then from there, I'm going to college, and uh, college is amazing. It's, it's on my way to college. I'm going over everything that I've learned, body language, communication, how to talk to people, how to connect with people. Um, how to make people feel special because people are special and I feel like you should leave people better than you find them. Mm, I like that. And I I really wanted to go into college. I prayed every night. I said, Lord, I pray that you allow me to impact every single soul at this campus, the custodians, the libraries, the policemen, the students, the faculty, every single person on this campus. And within my first week there, everybody knew me and I knew everybody. Oh, and I got cool with everybody and I became friends with everybody. It literally got to the point to where admissions and um, uh, so it was Miss, Miss, uh, damn it, what's her name? Miss Dean, Miss Dean, Cammie Dean and Mario. They were talking and, and Miss Dean was telling me about how they were like fighting over who was going to get me <laughs> to use for admissions or orientation. Yo, we had a little bit of technical difficulty, but we are back. I'm talking with my man, Dez. He's sharing his story, his testimony. And uh, Dez, let's just pick up where we left off, man. Yeah, um, I just think it's dope as fuck that God used me like that Um, on that campus. Uh, I met my best friend there. Um, Yeah, like... And, and every morning, I, I at the beginning of, of college, I would run every morning and and then meditate and do all that stuff. And then it got to the point to where I was just staying up, like literally just staying up to do it. And staying up to 
just you were so full of energy, so full of the spirit. Yeah, like I would literally, I would. There was one time I went forty-seven straight hours. Yeah, no sleep, and it was like one of those times. I'm I stayed up, and people were like, "Yo, how do you have this much energy?" Da 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 da. Is this early in the morning? Had they not known that I'd been up for 40 hours <laughs> and like literally I was so energized. People were putting me on their story like, fuck, this guy is lit right now. Right. And but anyway, God, he, he used me to make so many relationships there. I met my second family. Um, my best friend, her name is Destiny. Mm. I, yo, I love that girl with all of my heart. Oh, yeah. Um, but but yeah, God used me there and. I, I actually was going to build a fraternity. Uh, yeah, tell us about that, man. Yeah, so so my first two weeks there, I I got cool with everybody. I found myself in Chi Omega's pregame, like the second week of school. Or not school, but the second week being there. And yeah. that's just unheard of for a freshman. Um, Chi Omega was the biggest sorority there, I believe. Um, and so, so my homie Mitch is like, yo, like, like let's go to this thing and I'm like okay cool and it's a pregame before we go to Lone Star which is like a country bar okay and so I'm there chilling with everybody and I meet this guy named Clifton Clifton's real cool he's like the second black guy I've seen in Capital City <laughs> was you and him? yeah you and, and I was like fuck like where are the niggas at? <laughs> and, and then so I'm talking to Clifton and Clifton and I see him the next that weekend I see him at a football party and he's like yo what the fuck like how like how are you, how are you here? Like, like you're a freshman. Like you shouldn't be at these parties. Like, like that's dope. Like when I was a freshman, I was your age. I was at the dorm. I like I wasn't doing shit. But you're, how the fuck did you get invited? To you have to shit? be like it. You have to. Oh, you have to be invited to a fraternity party. Some some of those things you have to be invited to. Some gotcha. of those were like if you knew somebody was going. Some of those were open invite. Very 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 rarely. And so, like, that was big, because the Chi Omega one I went to, there were a whole bunch of girls, and there were, like, seven guys there. Okay. And, like, I was one of the guys, and, like, that that's, like, that's weird, like, for a freshman to do that. Like, they were seniors, I think. One of the guys named Seth. I fuck with Seth heavy. Okay. I like Seth a lot. Seth's my guy. Um, he looks like, people People compare him to Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. From Scooby-Doo, yeah. Yeah, right. but this guy's so fucking cool. Okay. So cool. So I fucked with him. I fucked with Clifton. They were older. I fucked with Austin. I liked him too. Um, anyway, so we're, I'm fucking with everybody and they're like, yo, you should rush. And I'm like, ah, no, I don't really fuck with that. And they're like, ah, no, you should rush, bro. Like, like really? Like this guy named Zach. I really mm-hmm. fucked with Zach too. He was cool. Okay. Uh, me and him are still close today. I like Zach a lot. And uh, he was like, yo, you should rush. And I'm like, ah. Oh. And then he's telling me, he's like, well, look, we'll be, we'll be some black guys in there. It'll be me, you, and X. And I'm like, I'm like okay, cool. And so, so three black guys now. Yeah, three, three, three. three. Gotcha. And then I'm like, nah, I don't know. And so one day I'm walking to the dorm, and they're out there. They're having a barbecue. and Or they're doing something. They're cooking. And Mitch is there. So that's the only reason that I walk over. Mitch is there. He's like, yes. I'm like, Mitch, what's up, homie? <laughs> So we started playing, throwing the football or whatever. Then I talked to the president and yada, yada. And he's like, look, we know you didn't rush, but we're going to give you an informal bid. I'm like, okay, cool. And so I'm like, well, these are the first people who asked me, so I'm going to go with them. Yeah. And then some other people from the other frat, uh, SA, they're hitting me up. They're like, yo, like, like you don't have to go with them yet. Like, da-da-da-da. It's oh, not so they're fishing. fighting for you. And I'm like, nah, bro, that's not cool. Like, 
Like, come on now. Loyalty is big. Loyalty is big. Especially for me. So I'm like, nah, I'm going to go with this fraternity. So I go with them or whatever. I'm with them for two weeks. And then I'm like, well, fuck this. Like, this is not... This is not what I'm fucking with, so I'm gonna I'm gonna drop, and the whole fraternity thing. It yeah. was not for you. Yeah, I was like, I'm gonna feel. Well, first of all, me going in, I'm like, oh, I'm too cool for a frat. Right. Once I get in, I'm like, well, I'm not with the vision. I'm not fucking with the vision. Um, I don't like what they're. You're not for. aligned with their morals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I got yeah. You. They weren't bad people. They were, they right. were great guys. Yeah. Very tight knit, but just not what I was looking for. Sure. And so, I initially dropped. Like, because my mom was like, oh, you should think about it. But then I was like, well, I'm going to start my own fraternity. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. And so, man, I would get up at 6 a.m. or I would stay up until 6 a.m. And then go back to the dorm at 7 to shower and change. Mm -hmm. And then go back. And I would write the bylaws. Yeah. Write the constitution. The traditions. The coloring. The flag. Everything. I did everything for the fraternity that I was going to build. Yep. And, um... And people would see that shit. They'd be like, "Well, fuck, that is like, like at first they were like, ah, he can't do his, he can't build his own fraternity. <laughs> Don't uh, tell Des that. Yeah. He's like, ah, he can't do that. And like that, they didn't understand that I came from a life of no's. Mm. Like, ah, oh, you can't do this shit. Right. And like in your football your yeah, career. Like in my football, football career. And like, that's what led me to working out from 2.30 to 7.30 every day. Mm. That's what led me to meditation and yoga because no other fucking athlete my age was doing meditation right. and yoga. Yeah. So you tell me I'm not going to do it. I'm going to be the best ever at what I'm not going to do. And so they told me, nah, he can't do that. And they would always say it behind my back. But in my face, they'd be like, yo, so how's the fraternity? Just kind of see, like, really, is this dude really fucking doing it? Yeah. And, uh, and, and so I started working on it. And people would see me. And people were like, yo, I really, like, I don't think he's going to do it. And then, like, it started going more and more. And people were like, oh, fuck, he's really doing it. Yeah. So it got to the point where I had 27 people yeah. who were written into the fraternity. So when it became something, they would be a part of it. Yeah. And that I think that made us either the third or second biggest on the campus at the time, which is impeccable for a first time. Yeah, man, for your first crack at it, for exactly. sure. Exactly. And so, so people were like, oh, fuck, he's doing it. And and then um, well, yeah, most people when they see somebody else doing something, and yeah. they're, they're they're always going to dog them out, right? Exactly, because they're they're not they're not taking action in their lives, so they're going to try to fuck with you because exactly. you're over there doing something. They're living on the sidelines. Right. I'm playing again, right? And and you're that's growing exactly. And like it was really at that point, and people would be talking shit about me behind my back, and then it became a respect thing. Right. Like, oh, fuck, he's actually doing this. Like, he's trying to. Like, he really is doing what he wants to do. Yeah. That shit's dope. Yeah. And, like, literally, I was at a party one time, and one of the guys, um, he was like, look, Des, like, I know you dropped us or whatever, da da da, da but I still fuck with you. Like, I, bro, you're cool. You're my nigga. <laughs> I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's fresh, B. Yeah. And so... So I'm building this. My best friend, Destiny, makes us a canvas. Um, me and other friends are going over traditions. We're writing, uh, we're writing speeches, stuff like that. And So you're like getting ready to launch this thing or what? Yeah, basically, yeah. basically. And I found a way to skip the charter, the chapter and the charter in the colony stage by registering it as a nonprofit ah. right off the bat. So every fraternity at its end stage is a nonprofit. And they have the ability to sell things and also 
uh, gain charity and like get donations and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And um, so I said, well, fuck, if, if that's going to make me an official fraternity, why would I wait all this time to build all this stuff if I can start it right off the bat as a, as a non-profit? As a non-profit. And my mom has non-profits and businesses, so she knows how to do that shit. Okay. So I was going to do that, and then uh, then I thought one day, I'm thinking, and I'm like, well, fuck, college is really dumb. Like, all, all you need college for is experience. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go experience college in Germany. There you go. And then I was like... So is that where we're at, like, present day? Like, you, you're, present you're day. not going back to school in, no. in Wichita? No. And your plans are? My plans were last week yeah to go to germany yep um and so i pulled the fraternity yep um to go to germany and to learn business which is their number two in the world in business yeah they have completely free tuition um and i have to be a citizen or no they abolished it completely so you can just go over there yeah for school okay and um and then on top of that they, uh, I mean, it would be living abroad, which is much doper than studying abroad. Yeah. And so I was, I mean, I'm fucking with that completely. But I mean, recently now there, there are some other things that have come up. Uh, some things that my granddad wants me to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can learn business from him. And exactly. Exactly. Get firsthand. He doesn't think that I should go to school. Um, Makes sense to me, man. Yeah, he pulled it Seems like out. a scam. Exactly. He, I mean, school, comp- it truly is, I think. I think that if you're gonna go hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt, and I don't even think you should go hundred. I don't think there's any reason why you never, should ever never go to hundreds never, of thousands never, never. of dollars. The, debt. The, the problem that I have is parents teach their kids that there's nothing but bad debt, but they send their kids to college, which is terrible debt. Yeah. And then on top of that, like if a kid were to say, "Yo, mom, I'm I'm fifty thousand dollars into debt, but it's for real estate, and then I'm gonna flip it and make a hundred thousand dollar profit," that mom would be like, "Why the fuck are you fifty thousand dollars in debt?" And then he's like, "But you sent me to Texas Tech, and like I'm hundreds of thousands of yeah. dollars in debt, and I didn't even get the job that I went to school for." Yeah. But now I'm flipping real estate, and I'm gonna turn what? And like it's it's just a parallel that people aren't touching on, which is crazy yeah man i think it's cool because some of that some of the like the antiquated way that we're taught is kind of falling by the wayside like it's becoming more apparent that you don't have to go to college to learn that you can go on youtube that you i mean there's online you know uh yeah i don't know i just don't see the value in going into that i made 900 dollars in a month living in my car yeah what the fuck yeah yeah. Like, come on. Yeah, you have that in you, man. I mean, it's it's inherent, and you know how to, you know, you know how to, you know how to get money, make it, flip it, and do things. And not everybody has that capacity. I feel that. I feel that. But I think it's something that that people just aren't taught. Right. Of I course. Think, anybody think, can do it. They yes. can develop the talent for sure. Yeah. I think it's you know practice and. You're right. I really believe that there are entrepreneurs who are made, but just like superstars and athletes, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't want to work hard. Right on, man. And that's what we're talking about on this podcast, man. Growing, developing, stretching yourself. Like you have to work your ass off. You exactly. you constantly have to um, 
build upon the talents you already have. Exactly. So you have the talent to be, you are an entrepreneur already. So now you expand on that. I, but, it, okay, so if I were to think about, if I were to classify my something, myself as something, I really think that God placed in me the ability to learn and work hard. I, I, I know that of you. I've seen that since we met, for sure, and impact people's lives. Like, so through your hard work and through your entrepreneurial spirit, you know, you're impacting other people's lives. So I think that's the main thing. Exactly. You know, it's not about make. I mean, you know, yes, you're you're making money, but it's not selfishly. Oh, I need no. to get more for me so I can hoard it and fucking have a bigger house and a, you know, a, a bigger car. It's I just don't get that vibe from you, man. So it's more about okay, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna make money so I can then share what I know with other people so I can build upon that so they can go out into the world and do it as well. Exactly. Exactly. It's crazy. Man, Scott. All right, so we're talking about relationships. Yeah. Women? Women? Yeah. Women are, God, women are great, man. I, I really think that women deal with so much more than men, though. I, I think that in a spiritual sense, I think that they fight with a lot more because they are the, the thing that brings more of God's image into the world. Sure. In a worldly sense, I think that People just take advantage of women way too much. I, I yeah, I think you have to consent to being taken advantage of as well. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it's it's challenging. Sure, I I think that there's a hundred percent responsibility in a relationship on both parties' side. Easily. So if you're being if you're if you're being taken advantage of, or you're allowing something to happen. What can you be responsible for to to move away from that? You know, and I know yeah. it's not easy. You know, I know, and I'm not saying if someone's in an abusive or, you know, uh, physically abusive or emotionally abusive that, you know, they should, that it's easy to leave or that it's just cookie cutter. Yeah, I think it's challenging, man. But it, it, I think we all have this victim mentality in us. For sure, for sure. And then I think we all have this warrior mentality. So... I Being, think a lot of us are bitches. Yeah, yeah, you gotta, you gotta be, you gotta be respond. What can I, you know, I was talking to somebody today. I think it was my son. Yeah. And he was, he, I can't remember the conversation, but I was like, okay, in this exchange that he was projecting his whatever onto this woman was at the dive meet. Yeah. And so this is a relationship. It's not romantic, but mm-hmm. there was a lady who was screaming for her daughter. Yeah. And my son was triggered by that, and it it brought up some anger for him because he felt like she shouldn't be screaming as loud as she was for her daughter. And I said to him, well, what could you be responsible for, Rocco? Could you have gotten up and walked away and took a seat further down where you didn't have to listen to it? Or could you have been responsible for uh, maybe cheering with her for her daughter? You know, there's so many different options that we're, we're kind of blind to when it comes to being a victim, but when you when you step into your warrior, you're like, yeah. what's the possibilities? Well, I truly believe that we choose everything that happens. To yeah, us. I think that within relationships, people choose to ignore the red flags. We talked about this earlier, man. Yes. So true. And I truly believe that those red flags pile upon each other yeah. until you're inside of the relationship, yep. until you're married, 
And then you're like, well, fuck, I, I, I love this person. Now. It accidentally happened. Yeah, you didn't like, see it all and like, building along the way. But you've seen him and you chose, oh, well, that's all right. Uh, he's a good guy. He does this right. Yeah. Or she does this right. And you let him build up. And now you know deep down in your heart you, you need to get the fuck out. Right. You need to jump out. You need to pull the parachute. You got to go. You got to glide away. Yeah. But what we like to say is, well, look, this, this airplane is comfortable right now. I'm comfortable on the ride. I don't know what it's going to feel like if I take this leap of faith and jump. Yeah. Or what about, what about, like, what about, what about counseling? What about, uh, you know, I mean, is, is this, this, this marriage that you're talking about, is it, is it over, over? Like you really need to get out or is it, I believe that the red flags are there. Okay. So you're, we're at the point where it really is the, you got to get out of this relationship. But I believe that. The person has got themselves in this situation because they chose to ignore the red right. flags in right. the beginning. So stages. personal responsibility is what exactly. we're talking about here. Exactly. You can't ignore the red flags. Exactly. Because you, you understand that, well, listen, I believe that we don't have soulmates. Right. I think that I we, we come together like puzzle pieces. I think we have pieces that fit together more comfortably than other pieces. Sure. I think that we choose who we want to be with. Yeah. I think that Makes we sense. choose that when we click with one person that we must date them versus having a friendship because of what Disney Channel has taught uh, us, what movies has taught yeah. us. But really, that was just a puzzle piece that we needed to help us get through this life. Yeah. Not a relationship. Right. So I believe that when we see the red flags and we've, we've chose to jump into the relationship that quickly... They were like, fuck, well, we can't be mean and rude now and do what's best for us mm-hmm. and pull away from this relationship and keep it as a friendship. Yeah. Because what we like to do is we like to make feel, other people feel comfortable before we're comfortable. Yeah, I've definitely been guilty of that in the past, man. I think I am presently, too, a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah, that makes sense. That's a good thought. Yeah. Don't abandon yourself for Never, shitty ever, connection, ever. man. How about not... Not how about getting to know somebody on a really deep level before you get intimate with them? I think I think a uh, a emotional connection is stronger than a physical connection. Yeah, absolutely, man. And I'm finding that out as a man that that's that's something I require now. Like I'm not just going to fuck someone because yeah, you know, for, you know, that's like an evolutionary thing. Like that exactly. Just I I want something more than that. And I I'm, think I believe that I'm years of upon my age group because I've, I've transitioned from the guy who would just fuck yeah. girls to the guy who builds relationships and creates friendships and cultivates them and tries to make the people around him better Absolutely. and he doesn't just jump into relationships now because he understands that that does way more harm than good and that there is a woman out there for him that he's going to choose and that he's going to really connect with that he can impact the world with together yeah not in a selfish sense of oh this this girl's going to be a great mother oh yeah she's going to take care of the crib but we're not going to do anything for the world what no my thought now is okay she's a great mother yeah she's fine as fuck yeah she's super cool yeah she loves god but we can do this for the world yeah. This is how we can impact the world together. And that's where the perspectives have changed for me. And I'm 19 years old, which is crazy. It's hella dope. Because I don't so know. Dope. And that's what, that's what this podcast is about. As man, I need to, I need, I'd like to get more perspective from people your age. Because we hear all this bullshit about millennials yeah. having sense, a sense of entitlement or don't want to work hard or 
blah, 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 blah. And what I'm finding is that's not necessarily the case. And it, it's the case in every, uh, every, what the fuck is the word I'm looking for? Every, every age group, exactly. no matter, you know, my age group, there's people, I, you know, I had a sense of entitlement because of the way I was raised, man. Uh, there's, there's that everywhere. But what I'm noticing is in men and women your age, I notice a great deal of presence. Yes. I, a lot of focus. Yes. Um, and maybe that's just because that's the type of people that I fuck with, man. Cause I'm well, not, you know, well, I think, um, my generation, when they're talking to an elder, I feel presence when they're around kids, their age, there's not much presence. There's a lot of electronics. Okay, yeah. So well, And it's not like a fuck the millennials type of thing. Like, ah, oh, the phones, yada, yada. It's just like a, when they're with kids their age, a lot of the time, or when we're with kids our age, a lot of the time, we're on our phones, mm. and we're not really truly connected. But when we're with an elder, we like to be there. I, 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 don't, I don't know why. I, I don't know why. I don't know why. Yeah, I kind of get that vibe. I get that vibe from most of the people. But it could be a reciprocal thing. Like, if I'm coming with some presents. True. True. I, I also think that. I think that you could, should go first as a leader. Yeah. So I believe that when somebody like yourself would go first and be present, it also, it also puts the other person on the spot to be like, oh, shit, this person is really here with me. Yeah. I've got to put my phone in my pocket and pay attention. Yeah, or if they don't, that's cool too. That's just exactly. information for exactly. me. Like, I'm not going to fuck with them then. Yeah. You know, I don't, I'm so not going to give them my, I my think, time. I think a lot of kids my age, we don't come, we don't go first. We don't come first. Mm. Like, we're just kind of there. Mm. And we kind of go with the flow. And we don't go, well, look, I'm going to connect with my friends today and see what the yeah. fuck's going on in their life. We go, oh, I'm going to be with them and kind of gossip a little bit and do this shit. Yeah. Yeah, man, I'm not, yeah. That, I, but there are some great people in my generation, no lie. Absolutely. beautiful people inside and out. Absolutely. I agree. I agree. All right, I'm noticing the time, and we're going to start winding it down. Uh, I want to thank you for joining me, sharing your heart, sharing your story, sharing Appreciate your testimony. Uh, we're definitely going to have you back on the podcast. Uh, let everybody know out there. All right, Des, let everybody know out there where they can, uh, what you got going on in the world and uh, where they can hit you up and how they can get a hold of you if they're looking looking to hit you up around, uh, I know you got a little business called Air Mafia, if, uh, if, they, if they need to get a hold of you around uh, well, something we'll, like we'll that. We'll talk about that on another podcast. All right, cool. We'll hit them, up, hit them up and let them know where they can hit you up on social or otherwise. Uh, my Twitter is underscore I am Des, no caps. My Instagram is underscore I am Des, no caps. Um, and that's all you need. So just hit me up. All right. Yo, thank you all for joining us tonight, man. And uh, we appreciate your listenership. If you feel so inclined that you got some uh, benefit from this podcast, please go over to iTunes and rate us and write us a review. And, uh, Peace.